Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get in the Word of God, talk about it, let us transform our lives. This morning I'd like to talk about a vital lesson in leadership. Now, you might say, but you're not a leader. And I would say, yes, you are. We're all to called to be leaders. If nothing else, you're called to lead your own self, your own emotions, your own, your own soul. You're called to, to take control and have self-discipline, self-control of who you are. But of course, our children, we lead them, and our family, we lead family members. In your church, you may be a leader. You don't have to have a designated title to be a leader. A leader is simply someone who people follow. That's the important thing about leadership. A leader is someone who people follow. John Maxwell, I liked one of the first quotes I ever learned from him. Went something like this, he that thinketh he leadeth and haveth no followers is only taking a walk. Indeed, leadership is people who have followers. And we see here as we're going through the book of Philippians, a really vital lesson in leadership with the Apostle Paul. Let's keep in mind, we've been looking at the book of Philippians, we're in chapter 1, and we'll go ahead and and, uh, pick it up today in chapter 1, verse 12. He says, now I want you to know, brethren, that my circumstances have turned out for the greater progress of the gospel, so that my imprisonment in the cause of Christ has become well known throughout the whole Praetorian Guard and everyone else, and that most of the brethren, trusting in the Lord because of my imprisonment, have far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. So what's going on here? Paul, of course, was a missionary. He was a church planter. He was a preacher of the gospel. On his first two missionary journeys, they did all they could to stop him by beating him, uh, stoning him, driving him out of the city, slandering him, accusing him. And now on this third journey, they're arresting him. And he's on this process where he's been arrested. He's appealing. He's now, his appeal is all the way up to Rome. And rather than be frightened, I mean, here he could be executed. He's, he's been charged with something. He could be executed for it. He's appealed all the way to Caesar. And this is going to be a, a, a frightful thing, to be honest. But he wasn't frightened. He looked at this opportunity. He looked at this uh, not as, as a thwarting of his plans, but as God was going to, if one door closes, God's going to open up a new one. And he said, as a result, not only did all Caesar's household here over in uh, chapter 4 of Philippians 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 22, not only that, but he adds in, the brethren, many of the brethren here at the end, are, are preaching with far more courage to speak the word of God without fear. He can't do it, but others are taking up the banner. Others are taking up the charge. Others are speaking without fear. Now, it's really interesting. If, if you knew, if, if one of your leaders, say your pastor, was thrown in jail for preaching the gospel, would you be more or less courageous? Would you be one to say, well, they threw him in jail, they arrested him, I'm going to stand up and take his place? Or would you be one to say, yeah, I'd better be quiet. They could do to him what they did. They could do to me what they did to him. And part of how, how that, the answer to that question, how you would respond, part of it depends on who you are, but part of it depends on how he's accepting what's being done. Part of it, it depends on how that leader, if he's accepting that suffering, that imprisonment, that opposition, if, if he's frightened by it, if he's fearful, 
And he's lost his own uh, courage and joy because of how he was treated. Well, fear is contagious. If, on the other hand, he is dealing with his suffering with courage and strength, you just might catch his courage as well. Likewise, if you suffer, if you suffer and you suffer courageously, or if you face opposition courageously and people see it, they will catch your courage. Courage is contagious. If, on the other hand, you are timid and fearful, they're likely to catch that. I know on the college campus, sometimes I feel the the greatest, most significant thing I do is courageously suffer for Jesus. The, The most powerful days are often the days when I have opposition. When I'm just out there preaching and and no one's opposing me, a lot of people just walk by, they're not that interested. But when people oppose and, and, and challenge what I say and speak against me, sometimes very unfairly and rudely, and, and I stand my ground as a believer, courageously returning a blessing for a curse, returning a kindness for the the, uh, the meanness that they treat me, not treating them rudely like they treat me. Afterwards, so many believers say, wow, that meant so much to me. And you can see that they have captured, they, they have a, a, a courage that I had to stand up for Christ in a gracious way. They caught it and they're going to do it too. I've had many people I, I, tell me they've, they were felt intimidated and silenced and canceled and they had to be quiet and they couldn't speak up until they saw me doing it. And then that, that re, that, they caught that uh, courage. This is so important. Leaders, and we're all leaders. We must be courageous. So what is courage? What is courage? Courage is not the absence of fear, but it's refusing to allow that fear to govern my behavior. I think this is really important. We, there are dangerous circumstances we face. We want to be prudent in the midst of them. We don't want to be foolish. But there are times if I do the right thing, I might be canceled. I might have someone not like me. I might make an enemy. I might have someone turn on me. I might have someone slander me. I may have someone, my, my courage, my doing the right thing might upset somebody. It might be an unpleasant conversation that I need to have the courage to have that conversation. It might be saying something that's difficult to say. It might be taking a stand. I've shared before in my own life, very early in my Christian life, very early. I don't know if I was even saved yet. Uh, but my best friend wanted me to participate in, in stealing something from a store with him. I wouldn't do it. And it took courage to stand up against him. It, it wouldn't have taken courage to go along with his scheme. It took courage to say, I won't. And indeed, because of that refusal to go along with him, like Proverbs says, don't go along with him. They say, we're going to rob somebody. I didn't know the verse yet, but I, I was, that's what I did. And you know what? I lost a friend. But I, I had courage, and I did what was right in the eyes of God. And that was part. That was an event that helped shape me as a human being, my belief system, my core convictions. I will stand to do the right thing. So courage is not the absence of fear, but it's refusing to be governed by that fear. It's refusing to let that fear control me, and rather it's saying, I'm going to take charge and overcome that fear. How do you do it? In the book of Acts, we see a great example of this. The apostles had been going up to, in Acts chapter 4, they were on their way to the temple. There was a man begging for, 
for uh, he is a crippled man, or and he was begging for help. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, arise and walk. And he stood up and walked, and he was healed. And it led to an opportunity to preach the gospel to many, many people. And the authorities there were bothered. What's going on here? And they're losing control, and you're doing this in the name of Jesus. And they brought the apostles in, and they had commanded them not to speak in the name of Jesus, and they kept doing it. And, and they were, these, these guys were courageous. They were confident. They'd been with Jesus, it said in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. But after they had examined them and said, we told you not to speak in this name and tried to decide what do we do with these guys, it's obvious that a noteworthy miracle had, had happened, and the people were amazed by it. So what are the leaders going to do? They said this, when they had summoned John and Peter, when they summoned them, they commanded them to speak or teach no more in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge. For we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Brothers and sisters, that was courage. They weren't just saying that like me to you know my buddy in ninth grade. They were saying this to rulers. They were saying this to the people who had delivered Jesus over to be crucified. They were saying to people of authority, people who had positions of leadership, and they were challenging them. They were saying, we are going to obey God rather than men. We can't stop speaking what we've seen and heard. We're not going we, to give heed to what you say. We're going to give heed to God. That's, by the way, the source of courage is when your eyes are on God rather than your eyes are on the things that scare you. We've got to get our eyes off the things that scare us and onto the Lord, and that helps us make right decisions. Continuing on in Acts chapter 4, they decided what to do, and they ordered him to speak no more. It said when they had released, been released and threatened, the, the, the disciples had been threatened, when they'd been released, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they lifted their voice, voices in one accord and said, and they prayed to God. That was the first thing. When they were threatened, when there was a fearful situation, when it looked dire, when the authorities were against them, they were commanded not to do something, and they knew that they had to obey God rather than men. What did they do? Number one, they went to their companions. Brothers and sisters, do you have companions? Do you have people that you know are allies? Do you have people that you know would have your back? Do you have people you can count on? Do you have a team of, of people that you are united with that should you face persecution, should you face threats, should you face uh, cancellation, should you face whatever, that, that you know that these people would stand with you? They're not going to turn on you. They're going to stand with you. They're going to help you. They're going to be your support team. They're going to be there with you. I hope you have that. That is worth developing. This is one of the great values of church. I've often thought in, you know, in church, in, in, life, in our lives, we, we served many people. We built relationships. When we had a need a number of years ago, we got back. Those people came and helped us. And I, I, I'd never thought of it before, but it's kind of like, yeah, I paid my dues, and now I was receiving the benefit. I hope you're actively involved in a church, and I hope that you are giving. Now, not everyone will pay back, but some will. And if you give, it'll be given back to you. And so have, some, have allies, have partners. Number two, they lifted their voices and they prayed. 
They went to their companions. What did their companions do? They joined together in prayer. They cried out to God. They got their eyes off the chief priests and elders. They got their eyes off the threat, and they lifted their eyes to look to the Lord. And that's where courage comes from. Courage is not just something. There are some courageous people, but for most of us, we need to get it from God. It comes as God strengthens us. What's the result of this prayer? They cried out to God, and when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the Word of God with boldness or with courage. That's how it happened. They went to their companions. They lifted their voices, and when they prayed, the Holy Spirit filled them and, and filled them with boldness. I really do believe courage is one of the great needs of our day. I believe it always has been the fear of man has always been a hindrance to Christian leadership and to Christian living. You can't fear men. We fear God. We honor God. We get our eyes on God. We live in obedience to God. I pray that if you ever suffer, people will see you and that they will, like with Paul, they will gather strength to stand firm and strong rather than lose courage. People watch you. I want you to know that. People are watching you. They're seeing how you respond, even in our current climate of of, uh, accusation against evangelical Christians and so on. They're watching you. My friends, don't be arrogant, but don't be fearful. Let's be courageous. Amen? Father in heaven, we come to you today like the apostles of old, and we say that we, we need you. You are the God who created the heavens and the earth. What is man? compared to you, what is man? Who is man compared to you? You have all power, all wisdom. We thank you, you prevail. We thank you we're on the winning side. We thank you that if we stand with you, that we are always in the majority, and we will ultimately reign with Christ forever and ever. I pray, Father, for any here who suffer, any Christian leader who's who's accused, slandered, uh, threatened, Lord, canceled, I pray for any of us who face opposition for our faith, that we would not allow that to not be overcome by a spirit of fear, but rather we would not allow that fear to govern us. We'd be courageous, and we'd be overcomers, and we'd act in obedience to you no matter what the consequence. We bless you today. We ask you to give us this. We know this does not come from us, so we ask you to give us this filling of the Spirit and this power to be bold for you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Well, that's the Word of God, my friends, and that's what it takes to be an overcomer and make a difference. We live in a world where more and more I really do believe that as Christians, we're going to have to have courage and backbone. But as we do, we will be lights shining in a dark world. And we will be drawing people to Christ. And most importantly, we will be giving glory to our God. If you're new today, welcome. I'm so glad to have you along with us today. I hope you will subscribe to the channel. Put in your schedule a time to be here regularly, either live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Time, where we come and you can join in the chat and so on, or later in the day at your convenience, but build it into your schedule. Make it part of your daily habit. We need the Word of God every day. And if you're not having a meaningful time in the Word of God every day, join us and have it together with us. Like the video on the way out, share with your friends, and post on your social media if you would. Let's grow our community. God bless you. I love you, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. 
Be strong. Be courageous. Bye-bye.